A big thanks to all our sponsors. Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. Their website is mrvickies.co.uk. If you want to contact the guys, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to New Workwear. Uh, They're an agile and dedicated workwear provider launched in 2018. For more information, go to the website newworkwear.com. Big thanks, as always, to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. If you want to support the channel, hit the subscribe button, become a subscriber today. Hit the thumb up under the video, which likes the video, and click share to share to your other social media. Click join if you want to become a member of the channel for as little as $1.99. Or take a one-off payment uh, for the cult membership. You can get in via this QR code if you've got a smartphone. Or look for membership pack on the website, nufcmatters.com. What do you get for your one-off £25 payment? You get a scarf, a pen, and a cup, and a membership card, and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, if you want a car sticker, all you need to do is subscribe to the show, and then email John at NUFC Matters, and he will post you a free car sticker out. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And we also support the Food Bank on this channel. NUFCFansFoodBank.co.uk is the virtual match day bucket where you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. The new Alan Shearer raffle is underway. 150 tickets at a pound a ticket. You could win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball from the 260 dinner. Enter now at NUFCMatters.com. We've got a few events coming up. August the 5th sees Gavin Peacock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £10, and you can get them now from nufcmatters.com. Our Christmas event takes place on the 7th of December at the Tyneside Irish Centre, and that's an evening with Frank Clark. Tickets are £15 and available from nufcmatters.com. Finally, Waddle, Keegan, Beardsley and Friends, the class of 84, is on at the Town Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 25th. Tickets are now available from the Town Theatre and Opera House or telephone 0844 2491 000. That's the box office telephone number 0844 
Good morning, all. Welcome to NUFC Matters. It is definitely the morning after the night before, I think, for most of the panel. Apart from, apart from George, I think. <laughs> I think everybody's had a, a couple of shandies last night. And if you were uh, at the Sam Fender concert, I'm sure you had a fantastic time. Uh, wonderful gig by Sam. Uh, great to see St. James's Park packed to the rafters as usual, but with uh, black and white shirts paying homage to a, a musical genius and uh, a very humble kid. Uh, deserves everything that he gets, all the plaudits to come his way. And well done to Newcastle United for organising such a, a well-organised event. Uh, been to some gigs, as most people will know recently. Um, I've been to gigs before at St. James's Park where it's been a little bit more... Uh, shall we say, disorganised. Uh, but I thought, yeah, well done. Uh, pat on the back for St James's last night. Despite the little sound issues that they had at one part of the gig, these things do happen. Tech uh, issues can happen, unfortunately, in big stadium gigs, but it didn't spoil it too much. Uh, wonderful set, and I'm sure that tonight will be just as good, if not better. So if you're going tonight, enjoy yourselves. Put your black and white shirt on and uh, sing your heart out for the lad because uh, he really does deserve it. Uh, Hugh's already forming at the uh, ground this morning at 8 o'clock and um, Mitch and George have already had a, a chance to, to wax lyrical about the new strip, Stu. Um, give you the opportunity to, uh, to talk about it now. Um, are you a fan? Two words, Steve. Uh, a coin a Geordie film. I think it's purely better. I, I really do. I think it's... Uh... A magnificent strip. It's the similar to the one, the eighties one, the retro one that was out this year, that I wore for the cup final at Wembley. And I think it's just it's smart, it's simplistic, and it is what it should be. Black and white stripes with a black bit down the middle, and it helps with the sponsor being uh, white and black as well. And you just need the Champions League badge on the other arm, and we're off and ready. Yeah, won't take long. Uh, you know, again, there'll be lots of questions about Castoria. We can't answer them, really. Um, you need to contact Castoria about sizes, deliveries, etc. Um, but, yeah, look, it, 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 it is a really nice strip, and we did discuss it last night. Keith Richardson, thank you very much, mate. He says, another informative and humorous show last night. Thanks for allaying concerns regarding the budget. Stephen Kennedy, straight in with a question, so let's go with this. He goes, hi, chaps. Question, how many years do you think it'll take to close the gap on the big guns with respect to financial fair play it's great to see the steps have already been taken he says once we close the gap off the field we can close the gap on the field start winning trophies on a regular basis and making us a better proposition for the really big name so it's a good question i'm not sure it's one you can answer Stu, or any of us on the panel for that matter how long it will take but i think ultimately we've we've already made great a great start and like i think most of us have admitted we're ahead of schedule absolutely there now, off the field is just as important as on the field, or they go hand in hand anyway. The, even with the things that was discussed during the week with the the, the new bit in the Gallagher for the corporate, all this is, is just trying to get as much revenue in as possible and every avenue, every nook and cranny will be searched to maximise the profitability of the club to, to bring extra resources in. So how long will it take? To me, it'll be three five years to be on a level playing field because the the ones that have had a huge head start on us, they're able to sell players on a higher fee that we're not, you know, we're getting rid of Driftwood at the moment uh, and these people can sell like high quality players and some of them that we've been linked with, you know, their squad players are the ones that we're looking to bolster our squad if you look at Tierney, McTominay, etc. So it, it will take time and... I can say with the greatest of assurance that 
Whilst we're in Riyadh watching the match, me and Mitch uh, were fortunate enough to be right next to Darren Hills. So when they were lifting the trophy, I know he joked that same we're going to die now because he'd said he'd been in the job 100 days and we've already won a trophy. So that's my job done. But he was he was buzzing and we asked the question like, so how much is going to spend? He says, we'll spend as much as we possibly can. So that tells me that as long as it's within the, the financial fair, fair play restrictions, uh, there, there isn't a budget. The, the, and this new buzzword that, that seems to be flying around, amateurisation, there's 75 million. The same journalist wrote 150 million the week before. So to me, the 75 could be different. We'll use Madison example. Let's all want money put down. They don't want it spread over like a five-year period. So it might be like there's 20, 25 up front and we'll spread the rest. So I, there's, there's many ways to look at it, but even if we, if we mention what Barry Hogan is doing, I'm sure we'll be linked to scores more players already this week. You know, and if we get to 500 and sign four, I'm trying to do the maths. I think that's not even 1%, is it? So, or 2% of, of the transfer rumours that we're linked with will actually sign. So, the... It's good that we're, we're going the right way and to catch up, we'll do as much as we can. And as long as we keep performing, we talked about this uh, during the start of last season, that we were overachieving on a weekly basis to the point that become the norm. And then the new bar was set ridiculously high for our expectations, but the, the new bar is set. And this season will be a case of solidifying and uh, continuing in the same vein results wise. Uh, and that again will attract more sponsorship. Yeah, Mitch, it, it's it's not a race. Um, you know, we know we've been, um, you know, left in the lurch over the last 14 years by the previous ownership. So, you know, it, it, it's not a race. And and Newcastle maybe could, you know, in, in the past, we've, we've been leaders of, of of our own destiny. We've, you know, Keegan, for example, changed football forever with his different way of playing. Newcastle could probably change the way of thinking of football for a for a top four side by you know doing things differently we don't all have to follow the same kind of you know the same kind of methods and you know we've brought in experts in the jobs you know we've brought in Dan Ashworth from Brighton we just need to look at the, the success that they've had we're bringing players through you know nurturing them and then selling them on for a big price it, it, it's it's one of them it's one of them things isn't it you don't have to follow the examples of other people no you don't uh, and I think as Eddie Howe shown this season with the squad uh, closing the gap on the field it appears is easier than closing the gap off it um, and so I think the original idea was a five year plan to implement everything and we're probably about three years ahead of that by qualifying for the Champions League now um, so we'll make here while the sun shines I think we need to take every opportunity we can to exploit every possible income source and um, make the most of what we've got one of the, the, the downside of being left the way we were with Ashley was we've got lots of um, lots of bodies needed to fill spaces to do certain jobs that have all been done by one person up until now. But on the flip side of that, it's a wonderful blank page to have. So people can go into a department and say, right, I need this, 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 this and this. And I can set it up just how I want it from day one. And we reap the benefit of that being um, organised as per whoever heads that department up um, wants it. And I, and I think that's um, the opportunity that we have. We've got an opportunity to build something quite unique. And we don't have to follow other people's patterns. We've got our own path. And, um, and I think, actually, 
by um, qualifying for the Champions League this year, the way we have, we're already disrupting things. And that still seems to be the way to go these days. Is we seem to, you, people seem to be wanting to see different ways you can disrupt the system, different ways you can do, do things and get a, the same or better results. So um, it, it, that's why it's so exciting, I think, is because it's almost like this next year, the entire season next season is almost like a free hit. <laughs> we're in it, we've got nothing to fear. We can give it a go in the Champions League. We can give it a go in the league again. Um, and, and as long as the attitude's right within the squad and within the club, um, there's no reason why we can't have repeated success. Um, but then give us something else to then build on. You know, that the next thing would be to win something. You know, Carabao Cup was a great opportunity, but we might come out of that experience with some of the players having learned some valuable lessons on that pitch at Wembley last season going forward, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, why not do it our own way? Because, uh, like I keep saying, we're going to be damned if we do, and we're damned if we don't. And so, you know what, inside the club, they must be thinking, bugger it, we're just going to do what we want and do it with our head held high, do it by the book, do it as upfront as we can, and we'll take it from there. Gary, good to see you in the chat, mate. He says, love these broadcasts when I get a chance to watch. Very informative. Even the presenters brush up okay. <laughs> Keep the faith. From, uh, not if you know what they've been drinking before they come on air. Keep the faith from all the team of Coast Sports, Coast Radio. Regards at Mr. Scurf. Good to see you, Gary. Good lad. Uh, him and uh, great radio station. Uh, yeah, George, um, timing, timing isn't massively important for me in this. You know, it's getting it right that's important, George. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and uh, the way that uh, our owners do things um, just fills me full of confidence. If you look at the way they've handled the golf thing, you know, they were, they were pariahs when they started off. They won the whole bloody shooting match now. Uh, you know, and in our chairman's their chairman. And most of the, most of the negotiations were handled by, uh, I, I gather, I'm told, uh, uh, by Amanda Neerdad. So, um, you know, what we've got to worry about it. They're, they're going to do it and do it. Is Neil keeps saying through the front door, up front, so people can see what we're doing, and uh, and that's the way to go. And I, I just think uh, um, next two three years, th th there's an issue for me, and I think I've voiced it on other other uh, uh, panels that this that we've got to get rid of some of the Ashley Deadwood inside the stadium as well as outside the stadium, because some of the some of the uh, um, uh, service uh, people are getting at the, at the the ticket box and all that sort of thing is still not not where it should be, uh, and that's got to be sorted out as well. But slowly but surely, the hiring um, new people. I, I gather there's a new financial officer coming from Leicester, I believe, to to join with this week. Um, well, you know, all of that's got to be good, and I, I think we'll be unre we're nearly unrecognisable now. But I think in a couple of years we'll be even less recognisable than, than, than we are now. And, and the, the big plus for me in Champions League is we're the unknowns, we're the new kids on the block, we've got nothing to fear and everybody coming to St James's Park got a lot to fear because they don't know where they do. They, it's a long time since any of them experienced uh, St James's Park and that's got to be to our benefit. So I, I 
the next two years are just a dream for me. Uh, all the years I've supported it, it's going to be fantastic, and I, I just look forward to what they what they do for it. Yeah, Jimmy. The point is really that um, you know Newcastle have been very cute in what they're doing, and um, you know yeah. sponsors for training grounds, stadiums. It'll all come. I remember Mitch and you on a previous episode of the Professionals saying that Newcastle will certainly go down the road of probably getting an official grass uh, bloody sponsor, and you know it'll be it'll be all kinds of sponsorship coming in. They've been very smart. They're retaining deals with previous. Sponsors as well. Look at the funny Asian betting deal, and um, you know re restructuring the deal with Noon. It's all going into the same pot. And you know, remember as well that the TV coverage Newcastle had last year was immense, and you know that's going to go into that'll go into the pot. Newcastle finishing uh, fourth in the Premier League. Newcastle having a cup run to the Carabao Cup final. It all goes into the pot, and um, the, uh, you know constant strips coming out by the story. You know, people buy these strips because Newcastle are successful. It, it all adds up. So, you know, I'm not an expert at it, but I, I do understand the fundamentals. And for me, you know, there's nothing to be concerned about. There's only things to be positive about. And um, there's a lot of naysayers. Got... Go on, Mitch. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you've also got to remember some of these deals may seem straightforward, but aren't necessarily so. Yeah. Um, the charges levied against Man City will impact anybody doing any kind of additional sponsorship deal. Um, they'll, every deal will be poured over, and particularly ours. You know, I'm, I'm saying some pe people associated with Liverpool yapping about the seller shirt sponsorship and making their mouths go about how it's dodgy as fuck and this, that, and the other. And you're like, no, it's not. Um, it's been ratified by the Premier League. It falls within the rules. Uh, but if you cannot have sponsorship from Saudi, well, okay, that means you cannot have any sponsorship from the UK. And is that how it works? I mean, if it was a vape shop in Riyadh that was spending thirty million pound on the front of the the, the the shirt sponsorship, that would be a different matter. We are talking about an entertainment company who hold the rights for the region for La Liga, you know. And and so this is the kind of profile that we're dealing with. And all these additional sponsors, like you say, the official lawnmower sponsor or the official helicopter blade sponsor of Newcastle United Football Club or what have you. They'll be poured over like there's no tomorrow. And so things will just come in as they come in. They'll come in one step at a time. Also, the club will probably have a figure in mind for whatever they want for each thing. Um, and again, that then has to fall into line with what the, the Premier League would deem fair and reasonable. And we're in this funny little middle ground where I think we can probably get away with pushing the envelope a little bit um, because they're, they're pitching the levels, I think, at just the right point not looking too big for our boots are too greedy, but seeing significant uplift in terms of commercial income, and that's what we need. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. And and, and it, it's look, it, it's one of those situations where Newcastle United will will do what's best for the club, and, and we're, we're gone are the days of you know somebody at the top of the club doing what's best for themselves, and that's all we ever wanted, and and, and it can only be positive. Lots of questions coming in. Let's let's try and get us through a few of these. Um, uh, let's go player-related, Stu. See Luton are interested in Lascelles. Would you let him go at this stage, says David Cook? I wouldn't. I'm a big fan of Lascelles, and I think he hasn't put a foot wrong when he's been on the pitch or even off the pitch getting these yellow cards. He's one of the designated senior team leaders, isn't he? And that's quite core to how Eddie Howe sees it. But I think it would be more up the player if he says, look, I want to go. 
I want to be playing regularly, then I think you'd be allowed to, as long as the, there was a fair valuation for him. But I, I think with the additional excitement or uh, enticement, sorry, of Champions League football, he's been there in the championship with us, been promoted with us. He's still the club captain. And I'm sure he'd get an opportunity if he stayed to lead us out at St. James one day in the Champions League. Uh, and that for a player to go and into a regulation dogfight, which will inevitably be in, you know, which which one would be more appetising? That's uh, to me, or more appealing to me, it's, it's got to be the, the, from the state of Newcastle, but I, I can't speak on behalf of Jamal Sells and how he feels. But my personal preference would be that he stayed. Because let's say they get 10 million from you, you'd have to spend a lot more to replace it. Yeah, I love this one. Gary Milligan says maybe Newcastle could sponsor a couple of boozers. Step forward, Mitch and Penman. I think we sponsor one. That's gonna be that's gonna be quote of the day, that like. Um there's a there's a quick one as well, a, a personal one by Stewie, yeah, about uh he's one of the players he recommends. And uh, question by Stewie says, You're a big fan of Tierney Stew. I agree he'd be a great addition as he's an absolute workhorse. But who would you bring in it right back to challenge Trippier and take on a chunk of the games too? I don't think we need to bring anyone else in. I think Kraft will fit uh, safely into that option. And I think he's been undervalued or his contribution the, the season he played was when he was playing in his proper position, which is right back, not playing wing back and stuff like that. I, I thought he, he was very steady uh, and keen. And I know we, me and Mitch, I say we were talking last night, it was probably slurring by the end of it, but we were talking about this. This clamour, like, well, we're going to have so many extra games, we're going to have this. And these are from, let's say, our critics in the, in the media who are, who are saying that we're not going to spend all this money, but we need to buy more players and we're going to have extra games, but we're not going to qualify. So the Champions League will bring six extra games in. Now, if we bring five players in, it covers it, doesn't it? No, you don't need to buy another 20 players to cover six Champions League games and anything above that is a bonus. So I, I don't think it's it's too much to worry about. Even if we get to the quarterfinals, it's about 10 games in total that we would have played. Uh, and, I, and I think that would be above expectations for everyone. And another thing that we talked about with the Champions League last night was we finished fourth in England in the English Premier League. Now that fourth in English, the English Premier League is the best league in Europe and that's been statistically proven for a number of years. Why wouldn't we be better than the fourth team in Italy or the fourth team in Germany or the fourth team in France or Spain or Portugal? You know, these teams are fair. So it's agreed any, any group that we're in will be the group of death. And these teams won't want us as a fourth seed for sure. Uh, and I, I think we'll bloody a few noses. And going back to the original question, which I've just remembered, I don't think we need to bring it right back in, but I would really do hope we'll bring it to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lascelles, uh, Mitch, would you would you let him go? Are you in the same camp as Stu? Would you like to retain him? I mean, not many players. Somebody said, yeah, nobody will want to leave with us in the Champions League. Colin Wilson says. But would you let Lascelles go to Luton? I think it's a it's something you can put to the player and say, look, are you happy, or do you want to fight for your place and take opportunities where they come? Um, he's certainly seen as still a vital part of the leadership group. Um, that was very evident in Riyadh when, they were, when he was there, interacting with the fans and, and, and everybody that, you know, he's still very much an important part of the dressing room. So, and it would be a shame to break that up. Um, he's earned 
the right to have the opportunities when they come along. He just he's at the back of a much um, well, he's behind two very exceptional centre backs who've had a very good season, you know. But and if he wanted game time, I'm quite sure he'd go with our good grace. Um, but I can't see him wanting to leave, to be honest with you. What about you, uh, George? Would you like to keep well, the cells at the club? Yeah, it, only if he wanted to go. Um, uh, as part of a reward or whatever you, however you sort of uh, encapsulate it all. But uh, if he's happy to stay, that then, then, then I wouldn't be unhappy about that. I, I think the, the message for me comes across when he he does occasionally get on the field, and I watch the way that Trippier runs across the pitch to greet him on the touchline and make sure the armband goes on the cell's arm. And that tells me an awful lot about how he's felt by the the, the, the squad. In the dressing room, you know, there's a senior player on the pitch, uh, ha- happily giving up the armband to the man he, he regards as a club captain, uh, without any any uh, hesitation. So, if he wants to stay, I would be happy to, to keep him for at least another year. If he if he wants playing time and a and a and a nice signing on fee for somebody else, then then that, that'd be his choice. But I, I wouldn't be unhappy if he stayed. Quite the reverse, in fact. Okay, a quick dental uh, request. Is Mitch at work? I've got a wobbly tooth. Do I pull it out, says Barry? Um, maybe it's better if you go and uh, seek professional advice on that, Barry. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am at work. And actually, with that, that's a good segue to say I've got a patient waiting in the waiting room, so I'm probably going to have to drop off now, lads. Take care, so, Mitch. Um, Thanks for popping on. Good, yeah. good good luck to see, see you, Neil. Take care, pal. Great to see uh, Mitch uh, and uh, thanks to him for coming on this morning. I know he's quite uh, busy. Okay, Ian Toon Trader says, there seems to be a lot coming out of other clubs, but nothing much about the Toon, which is meant as we run a tight ship. Who do you think will be our first big game changer signing through the door? I've got to be honest, the more I see uh, in the the papers about players coming in, um, you know, lots of links. Barry's, uh, Barry's done a list, but I've asked him to go and have a a look at that list again because I, I noticed there's a couple of players on there twice. I'm trying to get an exact number of how many players we've been linked with before the end of the show. But I, I, I think Subozlai is is looking to be. It looks like that would be a marquee signing. I think, and that would be the signing. Um, I know we're still in for Madison, and 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 that seems to be, you know, con- constantly building up momentum. But we've been down that road before. Any any other names other than those two from you, Stu, that you think that could be the big one through the door? No, it's only um, speculation. Recently, I had a call yesterday from, uh, well, he's my daughter's godfather, so, you know, it's a trusted source. He lives in Southampton. And apparently, we've been visiting there quite frequently over the last couple of months. Uh, and he says, one of our midfielders. So I was pushing him, is it James Ward-Prowse, which will please Mr. Hasty, or is it Lavia, who would be my preference, you know, a younger lad who can come in and learn his trade and, be premiership ready if we needed them. Uh, so I heard that. The exciting thing is the window opens this week. Uh, there'll probably be people camped outside the airport, camped outside the training ground, you know. And, uh, I'm, I'm relaxed with it. I, I think, you know, whoever we get will be an upgrade of what we already have. They don't need to go and get a marquee signing, so to speak, bring players in, because would Madison be a marquee signing? No, because we've got players as equally as good. He'd be a better addition to the squad as a whole. He'd be an uplift on the squad. But I don't think we're at the stage yet, window-wise, where 
we need to get a marquee signing. Would he have said Isaac was a marquee signing? Maybe now, but at the time, he was seen as a bit of a risk for the price and yeah. and everything else, you know. So uh, I've got complete trust. And I think it was last week I said that I don't think the scouting team would be looking through social media. I said, oh, there's a player we never thought of. Let's go and have a look at him. The work's already been done. The feelers are already out and they'll, they'll have choice A, B, C, D for every position that they've targeted. So I, I think we might get a flurry initially, but something like Madison, as much as, uh, well, I think it's quite clear really how wants him because he's trying to get him the last two windows. So it's something like him, that's not going to be straightforward, not just because other clubs are there, because Leicester know they have to sell, but they are a reluctant seller. And as we all know, to, to get a sale over the lane, you need a, a willing seller, a willing buyer and a willing player. You know, you need all three to, to get these boxes ticked before we can get them. My understanding is that from a career standpoint, Madison would love to come to Newcastle. And I think we could match his wage request. Uh, and if Tottenham, who was seem to be the main competition, if they offer him more money, I mean, it was only said last year that people should be going to Brentford for 10 grand a week less. So maybe he'll go to Tottenham for more money. But the, the lads, surely, if he's got ambition, would want to choose Newcastle over Tottenham. And then it's just a case of what I touched on before, how the deal's structured. Less they need the money, they need money up front. You know, so it could be a case of, right, you can have them for 40 million, but we want 40 million down. Or if you want to do this amateurisation, then spread it 50 million over five years. So that, that all that goes on behind the scenes. Um, but I, I really don't think we need a marquee, so to speak, saying we just need better players than what we've already got. And now you know what I mean? So we're, we're good squad players now become the bottom players. We'll also generate money. You know, the, I think people have, may have forgot already we've got 50 million coming in for wood. Uh, it's quite clear that Fraser's going to be sold. Dollar's going to be sold. Uh, and it's, I think the writing's on the wall for our enigmatic number 10, Mr. St. Maximum. All of that will generate at least 50 million. You've got Jamal Lewis at right back. Sorry, left back. He's, he knows he's not going to get a look in, I think. Jeff Hendrick. Uh, well, I don't think we'll get too much for him, I mean, unless Al Halal signed him. We might get a set of balls. <laughs> 40 million for Al Halal. Because he's, he's Irish international, you know, so it could be justified. No, but uh, keep, keep, it, keep it serious, though. Jamal Lewis, you, you could get a 10 million for him. We signed him for nearly 20. Uh, he is a current international. He's, he's not just not fitting into what we've got. So we can generate 60 million, spend 150. We'll still, we'll still spend, I reckon, 200 million, but it might be net around about 150. Depends on the outgoings, because all these new players that we've been linked with, they can't all get a squad number unless we get rid of some of the current squad. So there, there will be a, a, not so much a cull. There'll be, to me, it'll be carefully planned, right? This is who we want to keep. These are open to debate. Can we get better than these in? And the players that we've been linked with strongly, like your Madisons, like your Tierney's, of course, they're an upgrade in what we've got. I don't think we're in a position yet we can go and sign a marquee player. Sobs like, yeah, he, he, he could be fantastic signing from what we've seen but we're all now Hungarian football experts after a strong link it's, it's amazing yeah. I'll, I'll leave the work to uh, Steve Nixon and Eddie Howe and let them crack on and decide who's the best for us as long as they get Tierney and Madison because I look very stupid if they don't get any of them What about you George? Uh, marquee signings I, I, th I think Stu's nailed it as well I mean we, we all tend to agree 
yeah, pretty much yeah, on this platform, yeah, I mean. don't we? Um, but yeah, I think he's right. I mean, marquee signings isn't what it's all about. It's getting the right players at the right place uh, who are the right fit. Who fit in? That that's that's the key for me. And uh, and if if Madison hesitates too long, well, we will go somewhere else. In my view, it, it, it it's not we're not going to die because I don't get uh, Madison across the line. There's, there's plenty of others to, to to look at and talk to. I mean, uh, Isaac when 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 they sprung Isaac on on me, um, I had to go into videos and find out who the hell he was. And then then I saw the the recommendation for him from Abramovich saying. This is going to be the the best young striker that Sweden's ever produced, and I thought, oh, he he, he obviously likes him, and everything the lad said has been absolutely right. What a fantastic player we've got, and uh, at sixty million, I, I I think we'd get even more than that for him now. So it, that's what that's what I'm looking forward to. It's the surprises. Yes, we've got all the names, the the, the uh, slub body, whatever his name is, and oh. and all of that. I mean. <laughs> You know, they'd be great, but uh, um, it's the surprises I'm looking forward to. Who they've been looking at that we don't know about and who they're going to bring in. And and, and uh, I'm, they're the ones that I'm looking forward to because it'll uh, it'll surprise it'll surprise everybody. And uh, uh, as you says, it lift, lift the whole squad up another level. Uh, you know, and, and if we're looking at Leicester, there's only one other Leicester player I would be interested in, and that's... Harvey Barnes, um, the, the the pace that he's got could be quite destructive for us. Um, but apart from that, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to wait for the surprises that uh, that the uh, the scouting squad's gonna gonna um, thrust on. Where it's just all uh, things to look forward to for me, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, trust the process is uh, it, it, it's definitely the way forward, guys. You've just got to trust these guys, and and they will get it right. That there's no doubt about it for me. Uh, okay, let's talk about this, Stu, yeah. because you didn't get an opportunity to talk about this. Colin Wilson says, "Morning, all. What sort of transfer kit do you reckon we will have to spend this summer? Seventy-five million pound being mentioned by Craig Hope. Surely it would be double that. We did cover this last night on the Amigos, Stu. I know you've had time to catch up and listen to what the other lads have said about this last night." I, I think I think Mitch probably put it across in, in, in the right way, shape or form, didn't he? I mean, it, it's not a £75 million budget, Stu. No, but you know, in the same thing, he then said that we're interested in... He, he named four or five players where you wouldn't even get two of them for £75 million. So it's... it's uh, I can understand it's easy to pick it apart. It's what it's done. It got a lot of clicks on their website and that's what the journalist rule is now, sadly. And yep. it gets people talking about it. it. It needed to be explained a bit more. And again, the, the keyword amateurisation, if that's the way he's going down, it, it could well be right. But we'll, figures going out, the transfer might be 50 million quid. We might spend 10 or 20 of that on the 50 this year. But we'll spend a lot more than 50, 75 million quid. I, I genuinely believe we'll, we'll smash our window, our transfer window record uh, this summer. And it's been quite clear again with Eddie Howe. He's, he said he's looking at four or five quality signings. You don't get quality signings for free unless you're very very lucky but then the knock-on effect for the squad is yeah if you do you're paying someone stupid amount of wages which can cause unrest within the squad this squad has grown organically and it needs to be allowed to grow together uh with with the right additions so i i honestly think we'll spend nearer 200 million than 75 in fact 
if Mr. Craig Hope is watching, I'll, I'll bet him £100 that we spend nearer £200 million than £75 million and £100 goes to the food bank if he wants to take that bet on. Yeah, and journalists, as you say, that is their job. That's what they've got to do. You know, you've got to drive. You've got to drive, you know, clicks towards your, your newspaper. Yeah. It's, it's more about, look at the copy. that I bought a Chronicle the other night for the first time in ages. £1.45 for a Chronicle. Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, one forty-five for a chronic. I, yeah. I, I nearly went back to the guy at the counter and went, "I think if you you've overcharged us." But I, I looked at the front of the paper; it was one pound forty-five. That's for a midweek. He hasn't even got the TV bidding. I get two Sunday papers, and that's over five pound now. So, so everything has been driven digitally. Eventually, you know, at some point, the paper will be a thing of the past. You know, it, it, it won't be worth them doing print. And I mean, already need to look at the way the chronicles. Downsized, you know. Thompson House is, is like just a, a white elephant now um, yeah. on the growth market, and uh, they've downsized to a little office in Eldon Square. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's all about clicks. Um, I'm not saying Craig, you know, Craig's no different. Craig's a good lad. He's clearly got a good it's relationship. A good journalist, with the, to be fair. He's got a great relationship with the club. Um, we have spoken a couple of times yeah. about getting him on the show. I think he might pop on the panel, maybe over the summer. We we're going to do it in February, um, but it just didn't. It didn't happen. Yeah, well, we'll get him on now. See, now you've got a bet. But uh, I, I don't think he'd probably take you up on it because I think he, he knows he knows it himself. That's what Newcastle is spending. Always remember, you know, that that's what, you know, more or less, you know, the owners had said in the build-up to coming into the club that they would they would spend that kind of money in the windows. But new people, new people involved in the whole process. Newcastle won't spend money if they don't have to spend money. And that's great. And they will invest in youth as well, won't they, George? It's yes. it's the way forward. You know, we're already getting linked with Minty again, who has, has yeah. been previously linked with the club. And we brought a whole host of youngsters in. Darren Kowal right. went out on loan, of course, last month. So uh, last year. So it, it's it's positive, and that's the way forward. Newcastle are doing things right with the first team and with the the support team, really, if you like. That's right, and and it's uh, they're the kind of things that I say. I, I'm I'm enjoying seeing happening in the background, which uh, in the past would have gone unnoticed in some ways, um, mm. and. Uh, I wonder if, you know, you're saying about Craig Hope having a, a good relationship with the club. I'm wondering if that might have something to do with his story, actually. <laughs> he he yeah, may be, be doing the club a favour in some ways by playing down the expectations of all the idiots like us. Um, I mean, as, as Stu knows, I said last night uh, that uh, if it's not 200 million by the end of the window, I'll be I'll be very surprised. But, uh, uh, yeah, all, all the... All the uh, and I and I, I hear locally as well that they're working much harder at persuading uh, local youngsters to get involved with Newcastle United. Um, I hear you know neighbours with with uh, kids, boys and girls who who are being uh, uh, involved with academy fit teams and this sort of thing. All of that's very positive and, and uh, has uh, like new shoots springing up since the the new owners took over. Uh, and and looking at the, some of the people that are going in to work for them, uh, and rumours of others as well, is it just? Uh, I mean, we've got Carrick's brother now working for him, all that sort of thing. That that's all very positive for me, and and uh, just so, shows how far and wide uh, the new owners are going to change things and and change the culture, which which is fantastic. I mean, you know, for somebody like me, it's just a, a breath of fresh air, and uh, long may it continue. And and as you said, at Trust in the process. They haven't let me down so far. In fact, they've surprised me. 
as I say, um, when Isaac come in, I, I didn't know who he was and had to go and dig. Uh, and gosh, what, what, a, what a snip he's been. Um, I can't remember the last time I seen a Newcastle player do a dribble down the, the wing the way he did at Everton. When he, when he finally crossed the ball for Murphy to put it in the back of the net, there was about seven blue shirts looking at each other with their hands in the air saying, what the hell happened there? Well, he just left them for dead. Lovely, absolutely lovely. Let's have some more of that. that that's, that's great. We need some more, some more Isaacs. Uh, Andrew has uh, his question, uh, as the club has a deal with Castoria for £5 million per season, do the club get any money from shirt sales? Is that, is that the deal? I, I don't know that in uh, at all, uh, to be honest. I understand, Steve. I don't think they get any money at all. The Castoria get the money and yeah. they, they lose the £5 million a year. And it was a Mike Ashley deal, wasn't it, Stu? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a Mike Ashley deal. So <laughs> this is a thing with uh, Seller as well, because there was three or four people that I know that we we talked him over in for the shirt thing. Uh, but the Seller won it. And I was wary of it because of exactly what's been said. You know, yeah. it's PF owned. And, and, and I thought, we might have been a bit more savvy with it because it's it tracks. It's like a, it's an open goal, isn't it, for people to have a shot at? But the more you break it down, then you start with saying, "Well, it wasn't that when Mike Ashley had Sports Direct plastered over everywhere, or Leicester with their own." You know, there's so many things we can point at. Look at PSG, self-funded by the the Qataris. So it, it's not unusual for that, but. Uh, with you've got to look at the bigger picture as well. They're talking about the fan zone and stuff like that. And I've been fortunate enough where I've been to one of the well, probably the, the crown of the jewel, the the boulevard world in, in Riyadh. I've been there three or four times. Uh, and that's that's all seller. You know, so if they can create something similar to that, but with the Newcastle theme in Newcastle, you know, it's it's not just the the money, it's the, this, I was going to say something when Mitchell was talking earlier, they would be careful with sponsors' announcements. They have to be like brands, you know, they have to go hand in hand. They have to be seen as a success. They have to be seen as potential growth, just like the club where we could grow together. So uh, when people are saying, I think there was someone for the like, well, it was, I don't want to name him. He was saying, oh, about the 267% increase in revenue. Well, that's because we were getting sold for a song. The sponsor was getting sold for a song because Ashley didn't care. And that was his partnership, wasn't it? He extended the the phone eight eight. Who I think have been fantastic and wonderful and they've been the best sponsors we've ever had. I love the tickets now. Thanks very much. So they <laughs> they we will grow and I, I think we've got the stage. If you look what PF did or what Yasel Remind's done with the golf, no one expected that announcement during the week. And when Seller was announced, the new shirt was announced. Uh, and I said it in our group, didn't I, Steve? There'll be, there'll yeah. be more. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll do it steadily. And it's great, I think, as fans, we should just sit back and watch the fume because it's all born from jealousy. That's it. They can dress it up in anything they want. It's just jealousy. Every yeah. supporter of their club would want to have the potential to grow that we have now because it's unlimited. And as a football fan, you want the very, very best for your team. And we have the very best owners. Yeah. And, and this is why I had me little sermon last week because we should be so, so happy with what we've got. And it's only and look, at, and look at egg on the face of the Manchester United fans now that the Qatari deal's been blown out of the water, as, as you and Neil said months, yeah. weeks, and weeks it's ago. Been, would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. How can you have someone with less personal wealth than make actually try to buy Man United? 
it, yeah. just, it, it never added up. But the fact is that, thankfully, someone's now tried to highlight it. And then Khalifa from uh, well, the PSC chairman and UEFA chairman, he's come up, yeah, yeah, it's so it's state-owned. So everything that they've thrown at Newcastle, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. So that's, that's the purpose. Apple George, they, they all wanted it. Uh, yeah, and probably the worst because they were twerking for ages to get their Saudis, and just their greed spoiled that deal. They wanted so, so much more, thinking, "Oh, these these people have got money from oil; they don't have brains." And what you'll see going through with the transfers and with the new sponsorship deals coming in, call it creative accounting, call it whatever you want, but it'll all be done within the rules. Yeah, um, we'll, yeah. we'll absolutely play the rules. We'll have the cleanest set of uh, books in the Premier League. Uh, and they'll make sure of it. So this is why I'm, I'm, it doesn't matter who we say. You know, we've, we've been linked with that many. We, we could spend the next three hours. I'd say Barry gets just his talk, list. Just well, we've got, the, we've got the number. Yeah. We've got the number for <laughs> this for week. Next, no, but it'll be next Saturday show if you ran through the names one by one, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, so so the, the total last week was wrong only because with the spreadsheet, it was um, a couple of players made it onto there twice. So last week was 103 Different, uh, so in total, it's been 103 different players in total since the start. So that sounds better than it was last week, actually. But we've had 63 players linked this week, so um, that's fine. Barry, he's just said, Sorry, Steve, I never thought about multiple times for the same player. This one should be right. The combined total is players only once, which is great. Thank you, Barry. Uh, you, you know, Bar Barry's doing this out the goodness of his heart. Uh, so thank you for doing it, mate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 100. So, so still, still, honestly, 103 players to be linked with. It's crazy, isn't it, George? Yeah, it it, it is, it isn't, but it's Newcastle United and. Uh... Um, it's not a new phenomenon. We've, we've always been in that position. I mean, the, even in, in, in my younger days, the, the Chronicle and Journal were always full of people who were supposed to be going after. Uh, yeah. And uh, you never you never got excited until somebody like Joe Harvey or Stan Seymour said the name in, in the, on the lips, like like the Chase Supermac for, for you know, un, unmercilessly. But it was, it was once they said it was going to happen, you knew it was going to happen. So, um, so this is, you know, it's a it's a different level and different range of uh, uh, people to buy, but it's still Newcastle United as far as I'm concerned. And um, I just think it's yeah, people talking about uh, all these big names associated with my football club. It's just wonderful, you know. It, yeah, bring it on. Let let let's see see who who comes. But uh, if they're talking about that, they're not talking about anything else, you know. Then. You know that that that'll do me if the if, the, if they keep uh, trotting out all these names. Would it be cheaper to move Old Trafford brick by brick down south? Or cheaper to move the supporters <laughs> one by one up the manual? I think you know the answer, Sam. <laughs> uh, I think we'll uh, sell or let go on top of those loaned out. The sells Fraser Lewis Carriers ESM four in plus uh, two top uh, two under twenty ones. Um, okay, a uh, couple of other questions were had. Um, this one was from Tom. He says. Would you like to see Tim Krull back in Newcastle? I think we covered this last week, Tom, but um, I, I don't really want to see Tim Krull back in Newcastle. If, 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 if we do have to replace a goalkeeper because we'll lose one, I'd much rather go for Fraser Foster. Uh, Tim Tim Krull, great servant of the club, uh, but like Stu said in the past, no room for sentimentality. I think Fraser Foster could still do a job for Newcastle in the Premier League if needed. Uh, what about you, Stu? Totally agree with Steve. Fraser, Fraser Foster would be my choice. He's been playing in the Premier League this season. Uh, 
and he's uh, a better keeper. And the reason behind that is because they were at Newcastle in the past, wasn't it? It's for the Champions League squad places. Yeah. And but they don't need to get someone in just for that. They just have to have one less for the squad. Yeah. So they, they could keep the, the three that, that that's expected already and, and go with the squad at 24. And as we touched on just before, if we're only going to be playing six games, you don't need more than 24 players, do you? No. So, but they, I think the, the goalkeeping thing does make more sense because... Carrius's deal's up. Um, I know that saddens George, but hopefully you can sign to keep George happy because he's a handsome fella. <laughs> as is as is Carrius George. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, then it's to That's the key to me. You know, yeah. is, is he going to be told stay and you'll get the cup games? Uh, and there's always a chance of injury and getting extended. You know, because I've, I've always liked the Bravka. Um, me too. He's got. Yeah. Me I put him in the best keeper, didn't I, when we did the thing. So I've, I've always rated Dubravka. Uh, but would he be happy to be second fiddle to someone? But if, mm. if we you can have the League Cup games, you can have the FA Cup games, there's always a chance of a suspension injury. No, you've got an important role to play. And if he's happy with that, then I'm happy. Uh, so that'll give us two quality keepers and we'll just need one more for a backup, whether they uh, ask Gillespie to stay on or convince Carrius not to keep flying to Italy every week to say he's pregnant girlfriend and you know I, I don't think it's as dramatic as some people are making out you know we just need one keeper for a cover uh, and that's it and to me Fraser Forster would be a really good addition yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dubravka thing um, I think now correct us if I'm wrong I'm sure the Chronicle ran a story yesterday but I didn't have time to read it um, but this was heading off to the Sam Fender gig I think it came out last night it's disappeared off me up I'm not going on the website because I can't stand the pop-ups but I'm sure there was a, a, a whether it was a direct quote or something from him but doesn't regret going to Manchester United but I certainly think there's noises George coming out from the from the Dubravka camp that he wants to stay at Newcastle and like Stu said on the terms that he's going to be number That's... two but he could you know Anything that's, could happen to Nick Pope. That's the gist of the article. That's the gist of the article, Steve. That's what it was all about. Yeah. Uh, so you, you've got it in one. Uh, in terms of being the goalkeeper, if we had to get somebody back for Champions League, I agree with you, Stu. Fraser Foster's the one that's current and playing in the Premiership. And all. I have a personal reason why I like Tim Krull is because I got to know Tim Krull very, very well indeed. Um, and it was... Yeah, and and uh, um, there was a period of my life where I was travelling backwards and forwards to uh, Greece and Turkey and other places for the university. In the university, uh, you know, cheapest flights, so that meant I knew it was always going to be through Skipal, uh, through the through the Dutch uh, hub. And of course, if Tim was away on uh, international duty, he quite often was on my flight or on the flight coming back. So I always took the opportunity to, to have a coffee with him and, and sometimes sit with him on the flight. So we got to know each other quite well. Uh, but that's a very personal thing. But uh, mm -hmm. I agree with you, too. In terms of the current, somebody that could walk into the Premiership tomorrow, um, Fraser Foster is the, is, is the guy. Yeah. And, uh, GSC so. says Tim Crow's debut may just be the best debut we've yeah. ever had. Uh, was that yes. Palermo? Palermo, Palermo, yeah. Palermo, yeah. Uh, I thought Dubravka's against Manchester United was good because of the uh, the game as well. It was a it was a huge game that, and he came in and, and that's where I think he set the stall out. Alan Thompson, George says, which players would make the nineteen fifties team? Let's concentrate on the two he's asked, George. We haven't got too long to go in the show. So, would Isaac beat Len White, or would Wilson beat Melbourne? 
Uh, Isaac would beat Len White because of his pace. Len was quick, but not as quick as Isaac. Um, and to have that pace and that skill. Um, and Wilson, uh, nah, not a, not a, not getting him. Not a patch on war, Jackie, is he? No, no, no. Uh, no. David Hetherington would like to know: Did uh, did Stubbsy uh, see the Mister Blobby look like? Yes, I did, and I seen who sent it, and it was Chippers. <laughs> <laughs> And I, was, I swear I'm going to find one of Chippers because he does look like, uh, what's his name, Sam Smith. I'm going to put it on next week. That's you doing now. Chippers, you're messing with the wrong bloke, mate. He might I be. I <laughs> had the pink hair still, and I thought, I'm just... Uh, he might be hundreds of miles away, but he's got your card mark now, Chippers. Uh, uh, ca- careful every time you get here and knock at the door, Chippers. Be careful <laughs> you open it. <laughs> How far do you think we can reach in the Champions League next season? Says I like coffee here. Um, I certainly think we'll we'll get we'll get through the group stage. Um, last sixteen, I'm going to go for. I think quarterfinals. Okay, George. Quarterfinals. I'm that's how positive I am, and it's it's because we're the unknown factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't know don't know what we're about and all the rest of it. It, it it'll be a surprise to some of them, and uh, full St James's with war flags doing a thing. It'll set the hairs on the back of the necks of all all the foreigners coming in. So no, I, I think quarter final. Where's Stubbsy from then? Just out of the No, he's, he's a bit right stupid. All oh, right, okay. I thought it was some kind of nickname. What's everyone's hopes for the first match of the season? City away from me. They always start slowly, says Michael. You always want to play the biggest team for me, and Man City's the biggest team. So Manchester City, I'd prefer to have them at home rather than away. Um, because of the crowd, obviously, and you know it's it, it's nice to start your season with a home win and a home game. But yeah, Man City at home for me. If a close second, a close second would be probably Liverpool and then Manchester United. Any one of those big, any one of those big teams, Stu. Well, for a selfish standpoint, I want the first game to be at home because I'll be in Newcastle then, uh, or I can extend my state to be there. So if they're at home on this Saturday or the Sunday, I'll, I'll be able to yeah, go to it. And I, I always love the first game of the season, the anticipation, and uh, it's normally a decent day's weather as well, isn't it? So it's even going back to the 80s when we first started watching, you know, you would, and then end up getting battered 4-0 or 2-1 or you know you still had the, the first game of the season but we were there last year so we were for the Forest game yeah uh, and, and I love it and I like it at home uh, I think the way the Premier League do it they try to give us uh, like one of the Northwest teams on a second or third game like a Liverpool or Man City away I, I think we'll probably get Tottenham at home seems to be a popular fixture doesn't it Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we'll be at home. Uh, well, I hope we're at home. And why not Tottenham? Just show them the big golfing difference between the two teams again. George, who would you like at home? Well, uh, I agree with you, lads. The one of the big ones, and City. City's the team, really, isn't it? And uh, considering how we, we we how we played them last year and got that three three. Let's have another one of those, except that we'll win it this time instead of drawing it. Um, so City at home would be fantastic. I think they'll put Man City at home, to be honest. I think the Premier League will put Man City at home, you know, if they win their treble tonight, you know, to celebrate other yeah, trophies yeah, fans yeah. and stuff like that. Good idea, yeah. yeah. It's a good shout, yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. your Champions League prediction for tonight, Stu? We've already had George's. 
But what a waste of a question. As if you didn't know the answer to that. <laughs> Three one, obviously. Three one. Come on, And Chris wants to play Juventus in the Champions League final, and they've got to use their second kit. Uh, and when was the last time we played a home uh, a final game of the season at home? It's a good question. That uh, somebody will be able to find it out there. Statter will know. Um, Stu, do you know anything about Michael Mills that we're being linked with? Well, that's that young lad from Port Vale, right now. Just what everyone else has seen. But this is the thing where we're talking well, about the transfer window. They've already spent seven million on that. Uh, well, he's, they've signed Michael Mills, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, they I think they've actually signed him. Yeah. So this is where I think a portion of the money that they're going to use will be. Uh, it's not just the first team they need the well, call. You know, yeah, but it's the people coming through as well, isn't it? When so you're, I can spend twenty to thirty million on on the on the second string. To well, that's right. It. When you when you're forking out uh, millions for. Uh, Fifteen-year-olds, uh, yeah, getting pretty serious. I think, and I, I, apparently, this kid's uh, fantastic. Uh, They're putting the, but, just just going to the Shields Gazette. Uh, Liam Kennedy's paper. Uh, Newcastle United are putting the finishing touches on a wonder kid deal as Tottenham open talks with Madison. So that was that. That's the headline in the in the Chronicle. So yeah, Michael yeah. Mills uh, putting the final touches to it. Yeah. Uh, the report is if it can just get away with these pop-ups. It comes from the Football Insider. That's the source. Newcastle are putting the finishing touches to the sign of Michael Mills after securing a full agreement. The player's just 14 years old. It's currently yeah. with Port Vale's academy, but the Magpies will pay £200,000 to secure it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. Okay. So you've, uh, got, you've got to bring them through, haven't you? you give them a chance. And we're, I think it's been neglected. Our youth set up for, for too long. And, and this is, to me, it's got Dan Ashwell's influence all over it, isn't it? So you, you well, can't. Uh, you can't wait to start from scratch again. You're going to have to like, fill in yeah. and bring players in to raise the level of the other ones. And if two of them make it into the first team, they've probably saved themselves 50, 60 million, haven't they? So and it, 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 it emphasises that they're going far and wide. Yeah. You know, all these, all these, they're coming up from all over the place. So it shows how wide they're casting the net, which is great. It does. That hour has passed quickly. George hasn't had the ring on the doorbell, so it's been a pleasure to have George back yeah. on the professionals today. Thank off you for to coming in. Thanks to Mitch. Stu's off to the bar for 12 hours of work. Good to see uh, you, Stu. Believe it, he's already been on the Jaeger bombs. I don't know how on earth you do it. Uh, I'm back uh, on, a, on a wonderful uh, recorded podcast tomorrow with Lee Clark. We uh, talked about last season. We talked about next season. talked about Bobby. Lots of people asking, does uh, will Bobby come back to Newcastle? We asked the question. We discussed how Bobby's doing. Uh, so that's 11 o'clock in the morning and to set your reminder and uh, don't forget subscribe the channel if you haven't already done so have a great day lads and uh, I will be back live Monday night 6 o'clock with the fans forum until nice then take care have a good weekend see you Stu see you Steve yeah. we still do 7 NUFC Matters show a week for free but if you want to help support NUFC Matters then there are a few ways of doing it hit the like button on each live broadcast and video this helps the channel grow Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today.